Good day and welcome to the NCSA Mental Health Devotions. My name is Nandi Fleming and I'll be your host for today's worship. Before we start, let us pray. Heavenly Father, my prayer today is that if there is anybody out there, Lord, who feels like they're trapped in a situation that they do not understand, that might even feel like they're going insane and they don't understand what's going on with their minds and their bodies, Lord, that you will help them to find the answers that they desperately need. And Lord, that you will help them to know that you are with them and that you will walk the path of recovery with them. And that because they are feeling the way that they feel, Lord, that they are not lost, that they are not necessarily in your bad side, but Lord, that you are there for them. You have come to heal us, not just um, spiritually, but physically and mentally as well. And Lord, may you grant that healing to whoever's listening to this message today is my prayer in your name. Amen. I'd like to read for you for our verse today out of the book of Psalms, chapter 118, verse 5 and a piece of 6. It says, In my distress, I pray to the Lord. And the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. The title for my talk today is Flashbacks in PTSD and Dreams. So pain in our lives has a way of digging a groove so deep inside our minds and our hearts and our bodies that it sort of becomes hard to forget the pain, to forget the events that are associated with this pain. And it becomes almost hard to heal and sometimes even feels impossible. It's hard not to remember all the painful things of the past. We tend to recall traumas and things that hurt us in the past in various ways. The recalling or remembering of traumatic events that happen in the past happens through things like memories. Sometimes you have dreams, sometimes things called flashbacks, or even emotions and bodily pains in your body can be a way of remembering trauma. So Job in the Bible mentions that he struggled with one of these ways in which he remembered his past traumas and losses. Job 7 verse 13 to 14 says, When I think my bed will comfort me and my couch will ease my complaint, even then you frighten me with dreams and terrify me with visions. Job is talking here about basically after the trauma of all the losses that he experienced in his life, his children dying, um, losing many of his um, animals and his servants who were kidnapped and tortured and killed and all of those things. He mentions that he struggled specifically with overcoming these things and experiencing dreams of these traumas that he went through. So dreams can, yes, be very terrifying, as Job explained. But more terrifying than dreams is the experience of what is termed flashbacks. So what exactly is a flashback? Flashbacks are like having nightmares while you are awake. It's not real, but it feels real, just like a dream can feel very real. I read a story of an ex-veteran who suffered from PTSD. One day, long after the war, he was driving his car near the airport when a helicopter suddenly flew directly over his car. Automatically, and without thinking, he slammed the brakes of his car, stopped his car, jumped out, and went to hide in the nearest ditch that he could find. You see, the sound of the helicopter had taken him back to the war times, a time where he was extremely overwhelmed by enemy fire, and the sound of the helicopter caused a flashback, an intense flashback, which caused him to fear for his life, to jump out of the car, and to run for cover. 
His experience was not that of remembering the past events of war, but it was living the event again. It was as if he was in war again, and that is why he had such a dramatic action by jumping out of the car. So in my previous talk, I mentioned that flashbacks usually happen because the brain has been triggered by a smell, a sound, a place, a person, an emotion, a date or an anniversary and numerous other things. And so today I want to speak to you specifically about flashbacks and how they work. So they say that a flashback is a vivid experience in which you relive some aspect of a trauma or event or even feel like it's happening right now. Sometimes you might even relive the entire event. So this can sometimes be like watching a video of what happened, where the person can literally see and hear the traumatic event as if it's happening to them again right now. Psychology Today explains it like this. It says, a person is involuntary, transported back into time. To the person, it does not seem so. What they are experiencing is like it's happening to them for real right now in the present. But it really is not. Some people may relive an entire traumatic event from start to finish, while for most people, they only tend to relive small parts of the trauma. But for most, flashbacks or the memories tend to be very distinct moments within an event rather than a whole traumatic event from start to finish. In other words, specific things happen to them in the flashbacks. It's specific moments that they experience in these flashbacks. So there's different types of flashbacks. You get what's basically visual and auditory, meaning that the person can see and hear the full range of images or sounds that happened to them in the original traumatic event. Or they can feel physical sensations related to the trauma, such as pain, pressure, pleasure, whatever it may be. And then, of course, there's the experiencing it emotionally. That is that you tend to feel what you felt during the trauma. You feel the same intensity of fear that you did, but this time in the absence of danger, but the presence of a trigger. So some trigger makes you feel as horrible as you did in the actual event, but there is no danger. So during the flashback, some people maintain a connection with the present moment. In other words, yes, they're having a flashback where either through their senses, their vision or their hearing or the sensation of their physical body or their emotions, they're experiencing something that happened in the trauma, but they're still aware of what's going on around them in the present day. But then there are those who actually lose all awareness of what's going on around them. They are basically being taken back to their traumatic event completely. In other in other words, they genuinely feel like their trauma is happening again. So in this case, where they completely lose all awareness and the flashback is experienced not just in a sense of a memory, but it is felt seen in a very real kind of way. So flashbacks can last for a few seconds. Um, it can last for several hours and even days. And people tend to describe flashbacks as very disturbing, anxious, filled events. So here's one definition that somebody explained of how they experienced the flashback. It says, it feels like being pulled from one reality into another. I saw flashes of images. I heard noises burst through the sounds that is normally happening around me. And suddenly fear comes out of nowhere and I am completely anxious. My heart starts to race. My breathing is low and I no longer know where I am or if I am safe or not. 
You see, another person described it. They say, you see, the problem with flashbacks is that you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. Through my PTSD and my recovery journey, I've learned that emotions come and go in waves. And the best thing is not to fight them, but to learn to ride through them. And to me, this was a significant thing that this person said, because basically what they're saying is, is that you might not be able to control when you are triggered. You might not be able to control the waves of emotions that flow over you. But what you can control is what you're going to do with that wave when it comes. Are you going to allow it to smother you or are you going to learn how to surf? And I like that saying. There's a verse in Isaiah that I thought of. Isaiah 43 verse 2. It says, when you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burnt up and the flames will not consume you. And the reason why the Bible says this is because God says because he will be there with us. He will help us through the waves. And so even if you are suffering from flashbacks, trauma, PTSD, whatever it may be, God is saying he will help us to learn to manage through the waves of life, through the storms of life and through the fires that feel like they are consuming us in anxiety. God will help us through these moments. It doesn't mean that these moments will not be there, but it says that God will help us through. So there are certain warning signs in some instances that can sort of help you to realize when a trigger is coming and when you're about to have a flashback. These signs can include a mood change, feeling pressure on your chest or sudden sweating happening. This might be some kind of indication that perhaps you are on your way to have a flashback. So what you need to do when you go through certain flashbacks is you have to ground yourself. Because remember, a flashback is where you experience a current situation as if you are in the past again. It feels very real. And so grounding yourself in the present moment is very important. And we've spoken about some of these grounding techniques. I'd like to sort of summarize them in terms of where you have to ground your senses. Because remember, a flashback is sensory. It feels like it looks like, it sounds like, it might even, your emotions feel like you are in that trauma again. So it's important to ground your senses. And the first thing that you can do is to look around you, use your eyes and name five things, five objects that are around you that are non-threatening. Then you can also breathe. Take in deep breaths, smell what's going on around you, name if you can five smells that you can distinguish. If you need to find things to smell, find things to smell, go and take a sniff of coffee, very relaxing and soothing. I don't recommend drinking it, but smelling it is very good for you. Um, and then, of course, um, you can smell a flower. You can go outside and pick up the soil and smell it. Another thing that you can do is you can also then feel with your senses. That's another sensory um, experience that you can help yourself to ground yourself. So as you're touching whatever it is that you're about to smell, feel it in your hand as well. If it's the sand, if it's the soil, touch the texture of the leaves of the flower that you're about to smell. Maybe walk outside barefoot and feel the grass under your feet. In other words, ground yourself in the present right now. What am I seeing right now? What am I smelling right now? What am I feeling under my feet or in my hand? And then of course your ears, another 
sense that you can use to ground yourself. Ask yourself, what are the sounds that I'm hearing right now apart from the flashback sounds, the flashback smells and the flashback um, imagery? Um, what am I hearing right now? Am I hearing a bird in the background? Am I, am I hearing somebody speaking? What am I hearing? And concentrate on the non-threatening images, smells and sounds around you and sensations that you can feel through your skin. And so if you use your senses, you can actually ground yourself by concentrating on the non-threatening senses that are around you. Try and name five of each. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you um, feel on your skin? What can you feel on your skin? Do something nice if you don't have anything right now that you are feeling. And then, of course... Taste is another one. Um, in order to ground yourself, you can also, if you are busy drinking something, ask yourself, what am I drinking? If you need to go drink something, make yourself a cup of tea. So the interesting thing is, is that these grounding techniques that we do differ and vary. This is just five different kinds of ways that you can ground yourself. But there are many, many forms of grounding techniques. I never understood when I was young that I had suffered from a type of trauma and a type of um, feeling anxious and how I used to ground myself. Um, when I was in high school, whenever I would feel anxious, um, there were days that I would just, for no particular reason, I wouldn't really know why, feel anxious. And I would start counting. I recall I would specifically, when my dad would be driving in the car, as we were driving on the road, I would count the trees. One, two, three. And for some reason, I didn't understand why I was doing this. But subconsciously, I think my brain knew that by counting out loud, by looking at the objects that I was counting, I was grounding myself in the here and now. I was grounding myself in the present, helping myself not to go into the past, let's call it traumas or thoughts or memories in such a way. Now, I didn't have flashbacks or anything like that, but I did have traumatic memories that I wanted to ground myself out of. So, Psalms 91 verse 4 to 6 has a beautiful verse. It says, He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. And to me, this is a beautiful verse because it's basically telling us that God is there for us in moments of anxiety, in moments of trauma. And one of the things that we can do in moments of trauma to ground us, things that we can look at is Bible verses. We can go to the word of God and we can concentrate our thoughts on that. So I have found that making God my refuge in moments of stress and during, let's call them traumatic memories, because like I said, I've never experienced flashbacks, is to go and read the promises of God that remind me of his love and his care and his plan for my life. Because oftentimes, you know, having flashbacks can feel very distressing. It can feel like you're about to die. And so reminding yourself through reading and through prayer is sort of a form of debriefing with God. When no one else is available where they can help help you through the traumatic event, debrief with God. You need to do whatever it is that you can do in order to help yourself to get through the flashback, to get through the anxiety. And so do what you can to feel safer. For me, God is my place of safety and refuge. And David said the same in the, in the Psalms. God was his safety and refuge. He found safety under God's wings. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean that he literally went under the wings of God, but it means in God's presence, through prayer and through reading his scriptures, he found peace and 
relaxation in moments of trauma. So do whatever it is that you can do in order to help yourself feel safer. If it means wrapping yourself in a blanket tightly or going into a room by yourself and closing the door and just having a moment of quietness, then do that. If it means that you need somebody to hold you, then ask a family member or somebody that you trust, that you feel safe with, to hold you and to squeeze you tightly so that you can feel safe. If you need to be in an enclosed space, it sounds strange to say this, but some people feel safer if they close themselves off in a cupboard, then close the cupboard or climb into the cupboard. I wonder about that verse in the Bible that says, you know, that we need to go into our cupboards to pray. (laughs) I wonder if that's not when we are feeling anxious, that maybe we must go into an isolated small space where we feel safe and pray unto the Lord to help us out. If it means that you need to, like I used to do, count out loud, recite a verse or a saying, like we said in the previous talk, a saying like, God is good, God is here, God is working to help me, then do that in order to help yourself to feel safe so that you will not feel overwhelmed. I saw a post the other morning on one of my friend's Facebook profiles that said, the Psalms is a good way of showing us how David found a constant hiding place in God. You see, when you feel specifically scared, especially terrified and overwhelmed by flashbacks, God can be that hiding place for you. David in the Psalms knew that God was a place of refuge for him. He knew that he could go to God and there he would find uh, safety from feeling overwhelmed. Psalms 18 verse 1 to 3 says, I love you, Lord, my strength, because you are my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I have been saved from my enemies. So there are good hiding places and there are not so good hiding places. And for most of us, our hiding places that we come up with humans are temporary. But there is one hiding place, a powerful and perfect and safe hiding place that lasts forever. And this hiding place can only be found in the arms of Jesus, in his presence, during quiet time. He is your stronghold in the midst of storm and pain, in the midst of moments of uncertainty and darkness. When memories overwhelm, when flashbacks come over you and you don't know what's going on, go to the Lord. Psalms 94 verse 19 says, whenever I am anxious and worried, you comfort me and you make me glad. God is a constant hiding place for us. God has good things for our life. He can be your rock and your fortress, the place where you also find safety. He can be your savior, your liberator, and your stronghold, a shelter and time of protection when you do not feel safe. And then, of course, the Bible also gives us certain promises regarding that there will come a day, a day where our traumatic memories, our dreams, our flashbacks will be gone because this sinful and painful earthly experience will be no more. Isaiah 65 verse 17 gives this promise. It says, For behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth, for the former things shall be remembered no more and come into mind no more. What a beautiful promise where God is saying that there will come a time where even the traumatic experiences of life, the flashbacks, the memories, the emotions, the sensations, whatever they may be, will be no more because God would have created a new place, a new earth, a safe place, a place where also you and your thoughts and your mind and your heart will be new and you will be healed.
the Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word YES to plus 27836584296. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at 8 a.m. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to plus 27836584296. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.